Hey guys, good to see you today. Listen, um, today we're doing something that I've talked about several times if you've been listening to the podcast and, and the videos we make possible. And we are both uh, recording this as a podcast and, uh, and videotaping it. So you won't be able to see both of us at the same time today. I'm, I'm glad to be uh, joined for, by Brother Eric Latham. Uh, brother, brother Eric is, as I know him, Eric, but Brother Eric has been the youth pastor and children's pastor at Springfield Baptist Church for a long time. I've known Brother Eric since he was in his early high school days, and I was there that Sunday night after a a, a church service. Our youth group went on a, a Sunday night activity, Sunday night fellowship to the Burger King in uh, Macomb, Mississippi, and Brother Eric prayed to receive Christ, which is always reminds me whenever I see him how important it is that we keep stuff going for our youth. Brother Eric has a wonderful family. His wife, Kristen, uh, like Brother Eric, also uh, teaches school in the Tangible Parish school system. Uh, two wonderful daughters. Uh, one graduated last year is now in Southeastern. The other one's getting close. It's hard to believe, uh, but getting close as well. And uh, if you know them, uh, you know about this wonderful family. And I wanted Brother Eric to come in <clears throat> to talk about youth ministry and talk about some things that he thinks youth need to know today and get them kind of moving in that. And and also, we're going to take a moment afterwards to um, talk a little bit about the implications of, of this virus, this pandemic that's going on, and what that means today and what it means in the days to come. Uh, just some ideas kicking around in the days to come about um, ministry in a pro- uh, coronavirus virus world, and so uh, a pre or uh, uh, former uh, coronavirus world. So anyway, we're glad that you're here, brother Eric. Um, got anything you'd like to begin with? Anything you'd like to say? Oh yeah, I just it's it's awesome to be able to be here, especially you, brother Danny. Um, not only were you there when I accepted Jesus, you're the one that led me to Jesus, and so I'll never ever forget that. Um, it's been one of the, the most monumental times in my life and um, and, the, and the start of a, of a great relationship with a, with a wonderful man of God. And I appreciate everything you've done for me. I appreciate the, tank, the time to come out here and, and share this podcast and, and this um, and broadcast as well. I don't like seeing myself a lot. <laughs> but um... <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is the best day for me because I yeah. focused the I'll, camera on him. You, you can see my shoulder. My shoulder's good. You can look at that all you want to. That's so... <laughs> I like that part. Yes, yes, I, I move And by the way, for those two or three that, that, that always let me know the mistakes I made, this ain't a mistake, baby. I'm doing this on purpose. Yeah, so, you know, staying out of shot. Staying out of shot. But anyway, <laughs> we're gonna have some fun. I've asked Brother Eric to uh, to share with us. I think four or five things uh, that he believes our young people need to know today. When I say our young people, not only Spring Creek, not only South Macomb, but I believe our young people today, wherever they are. And I'm going to let him begin to share that. And then uh, if there's something I need to ask or clarify, I'll do that. But really, we're going to turn attention on these five things and let you kind of hear uh, what he has to say that he believes in all his heart. God would have us teach our young people. Brother Eric? Well, well thank you, Brother Danny. I, I'm really, I've thought and prayed a lot about this since you uh, asked me to come and, and share this. And I really focused on... Um, on a, on a series of messages that we've done with our youth and we had to we had to we actually finished it through a Instagram live video this past Wednesday but um, we've been talking about how to find our focus for the young people how to do that and what I've done I, like I told you earlier I took a page out of your book of taking that word focus <laughs> and just made five points out of it we shared that with our youth over the past month or so two month month and a half or so and um, so we just took that word focus it's five letters and um, we talked about how we find our focus. And I think for young people, it's very hard for them to really find their focus on Jesus. 
that mm-hmm. it's easy to, to split their attention on so many other things That's that right. are out there right. and it's so hard to find it. And so I was trying to find a way to communicate with them, with our young people on Wednesday nights about how to find that focus. And, and this is just a, we're not going to spend the entire time. This was like five or six different messages. So we're going to kind of condense that into one little, uh, little segment here. But um, the F, when we think about focus, uh, the first one was just fixing our eyes on Jesus. That's the first thing we need to teach our young people. And we talked about the story of Peter walking on water. I think many of us are familiar with that. And Peter did extraordinary things as long as he had his eyes fixed on Jesus. But the moment that he turned his eyes away from Jesus and he noticed all the chaos happening around him, um, he sunk. He sunk. Now, he wouldn't sink forever. He didn't sink forever. He cried out to Jesus, and Jesus helped him. But if he just would have kept his eyes on the Lord, he could have done and did do amazing and supernatural things. And if we could teach our young people anything, first is to fix your eyes on Jesus and um, and to do that. And so we talked about that. And I think in today it's important that we do that, We um that we fix our eyes on Jesus. Today we're looking for the newest thing. Uh, teenagers are always uh, very short on attention spans. They're looking for the next thing to look to watch, the next thing on Netflix, the next series, the next song, the next thing to do. And it's hard for them to really fix their eyes on Jesus. But if we're going to follow him, if we're going to find our focus, and we got to fix our eyes on him. And that, and that leads us to the next thing we, we talked about um, shortly after that was the O. And we talked about priorities, about organizing our priorities. And... Um, I asked the kids that night, I asked them when we were together, I asked them, what, what is most important to you and why is it most important to you? And they had many different, many different explanations and reasons of why things were important. And um, I just wanted to share with them how if we're going to find our focus, we have to find what's most important and make sure they're in the right order and then seek that. And seek that. We got to organize the priorities. What's what's most important needs to be. If we're say we're a Christian, we're say we're going to follow Christ, then He needs to be at the top of our priority list. Um, reading His Word, talking to Him through prayer, sharing our faith in Him to other people needs to be at the top of our priority list, and not talking and, and engaging in the other things, because uh, people can tell. People can tell what's most important to you by the way you live your life, what you talk the most about, what you post the most about, what you snap the most about, that reveals what's most important to you. And so it just comes down to organizing on priorities. And I'm reminded of what John the Baptist said about Jesus. When he, when he was in the presence of Jesus, he, he made this statement, I need less of me and I need more of you. I must decrease and Jesus, you must increase. And I think that's an attitude that our young people need to be taught. And then to be modeled in front of them is that we have to decrease and Jesus has to increase in our life. And we do that, our priorities change. When Jesus comes first and he increases and we decrease and we find our priorities a little bit different and where they need to be and how they should be. So that was the O. And then we looked at the next point. Um, the next week was um, the C. In the C, we talked about centering our life on Jesus and making him the focal point of everything that goes around and goes on. Um, I know we, we looked at two verses in Philippians chapter 1, verse 20. It said, Paul said, My eager expectation and hope is that I will not be ashamed about anything, but now, as always, with all boldness, Christ will be highly honored in my body, whether by life or by death. And so Paul was just making this statement from a prison cell about... Um, about his life and what it's centered around. And um, there's a lot of things that we want to put at the center of our life, the things that we think that, that everything else revolves around. Maybe it's a boyfriend, maybe it's a girlfriend, maybe it's an ath- uh, athletic pursuit, 
Uh, maybe it's something, uh, some kind of popularity deal we're trying to, to send, whatever, maybe followers on Instagram or Snapchat. We're trying to achieve whatever it is that we're centering everything else around. But we'll know that um, in, unless we just really hit the hit the middle of the, uh, the nail on the head with, with Jesus in the middle, everything else will fall around it like it's supposed to be if we have Jesus in the middle and he's calling the shots and doing that. And so that was the C that we looked at. And then we had the one, probably one of the, my favorite parts of it. We looked at the U of focus and um, we talked about untying the knots in our life. And we, we, I remember that night um, a couple of weeks ago, it was a Wednesday before all the coronavirus stuff happened. Last time we were together as a youth group and um, we talked about untying the knots and uh, we talked about fishing string and brother Dan, I know you're a big fisherman. You like to fish a lot. <laughs> And uh, we have some fisher fisher people in our youth group, and we showed them. I put a picture of a of a um, rod and reel that was all, the, the the fishing string was all tied up in knots. And I said, "What? What? How's this frustrating?" And they were, "Well, it frustrated. It frustrated. Is that frustrating?" Oh, that's very frustrating. <laughs> very frustrating. Been there, done that a lot. Yeah. Still do it. Yes. And um, and we talked about how difficult it is to untie the knots that happen in our life. And I think young people have a lot of knots in their life yes, and, they've been, right. and they don't think that, you know, they don't think they can be untied. Mm. And so they give Good up point. Good point. and they move on and they try and do other things instead of trying to find a way to untie that knot or find somebody to untie that knot that can. We just give up and move on. And that's why we don't fulfill the commitments that we want to. We have so many young people, you know, over the day for years, we went to youth camp and, and different activities and we saw young people make awesome decisions for Christ, but then they had to go home to those knots that were still tied up. <laughs> and they just, and, they, and the knots overwhelm the commitment that they made. They let that happen. And uh, they just couldn't ever bounce back from those knots that were there. And I, I just want to identify a couple knots that identified with them. And those knots can be frustrations. Those knots could be temptations. And those knots could be complications. Hmm. And so when we think about that, you know, there's a lot of, when things frustrate you, it makes you think there's no way out of it. And that's all you focus on is a knot, the knot of frustration. Hmm. And then you have the knot of temptation, things that you think you just can't get away from, the things you can't overcome. It becomes something that we just can't untie and we overcome by it over and over again. And then the complications, um, one of the one of the words that's synonymous with teenagers today is drama, <laughs> and um, I'm telling you, when we get enwrapped, we get wrapped up in drama, it becomes complicated. Relationships mm. get complicated, friendships get complicated, and um, it becomes a, a vicious knot to untie. But I tried to let the kids know this that night. I wanted, I wanted, if I could speak to young people, whoever's watching this tonight, Jesus can untie any knot. Yes, sir. He can untie any knot. And when you focus on him and give the knot to him and say, it's one thing to have a knot in your hand and say, I can't get it. But when you give it to someone who can untie it and let them do it, well, great things can happen. Great things can happen. I think a lot of the knots that young people have today, if they would just take that knot, however frustrating and irritating, painful and disappointing it may be, and give that to Jesus and watch him work. Great things could happen in our life. Restorative things could happen in their in our life, and so um, we learned a lot through the untying the knots that we looked at. And then that led us to the last thing, the S. And the S was just talking. We did this on Instagram Live about singing into God's presence. And I know we talked about singing. What does that have to do with anything? But we looked at a, a verse of scripture, Ephesians chapter five, verse seventeen through uh, nineteen, and, and it said this: is Paul says again, so don't be foolish. But understand what the Lord's will is. 
And don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless actions, but be filled with the Spirit. And he said, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making music to your heart in the Lord. And one of the things we focused on with that was um, singing into the pre- God's presence and about being filled with the Spirit is about being controlled by the Spirit. And a lot of times we're controlled by things we don't have any, any, any business being controlled by. And a lot of things that, that Jesus died for to set us free from, we still hold on to. And we let those things control us. We let those things take advantage of us. When all we have to do is just um, change who we're controlled by. And, and Paul said that we should be uh, filled with the Spirit, controlled by the Spirit, letting the Spirit control our actions and our reactions. And one of the ways to do that is to have a song in our heart, the songs of God. And uh, not the, the songs of the world are, are, some of them are good, a lot, some of them are bad. They have, they have a, a, a okay message, but when we fill our hearts with the, me, with the music of God and we let that song be on our heart, we feel different. We're, we're, we're filled differently and we're able to respond differently. And so um, we put all these together and we just talked about finding our focus in, in God. And I think if there's anything we can do, those five things could put us in a very real advantage in our walk with Jesus and our effectiveness with other people and our own personal joy as well. So those are the five things we can share this, this afternoon. You know, as you was talking, I couldn't help but think of a, of a passage of scripture that I have referred to a number of times lately in sermons, different things, Hebrews chapter 12, uh, looking to the Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Yes, and, and you can go on and you can read that verse. But I think one of the things that we, we need to do, we have to do is get back where we get our eyes focused on the Lord and what he's doing and what he would have us doing at the moment, what he would want us to do at the time. And, and we need to get back to that. In fact, Brother Eric, I didn't tell you this uh, <clears throat> before we started, but behind me, um, and you, I, I know our folks would be sitting today, really. I have a picture uh, on a on a blanket that someone sent, and it's just they'll never know how much that it means to me. Over the last day, we were with our children at Spring Creek Baptist Church, and I'm using that now here as a reminder where I can be visible that this is why we need to make sure that we are teaching our young people, our children, the things they need to know, because they will be the adults later. But at this formative part of their life, uh, we just want to make sure that we're teaching them the right things, that they might become uh, the, the men of God and the women of God that God wants them to be. And I just decided this morning I'm going to leave this here and have this here as a reminder every day when I come in here and, and put a podcast together or, or come and do a video that this is what we are doing it for, for the, for the future generations that will uh, carry, on the, the broad, uh, carry on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, really, Eric, I, if you have another moment or two, I know we've gone a little long, but uh, what do you think about this uh, this ministry in this time of virus? I know that y'all are doing the, the Facebook live stream and are working on uh, getting to do the, the drive-up church. What do you think is going to be uh, a ramification in the days to come? Anything come to mind? Or even in, in the days as we continue to go this, does anything stick out in your mind that, that the church is going uh, to change the makeup of the church? Have you thought of anything along those lines? Well, yes, sir. Um... I know one thing we've always had to do is we've had to come out of our comfort zones with mm-hmm. things. And I think one of the things with the church is we're going to have to find different ways to reach people and be comfortable trying that. We're going to have to be comfortable failing with that. Some things won't work. That's right. That's right. Um, some things will slip up on and won't be able to do as better as other churches, as good as other churches. But we just got to be comfortable with what God's called us to do and be bold in that and not just sit back and wait for things to get better. 
There's still people to reach. There's still things to do. And there's just different ways we have to do it. And um, this is going to, I think in many ways, it's going to stretch the church into, into seeing, seeing things outside of their traditions, outside of things that we've just put in a box and said, this is how we have to do it. There's other ways of doing it. And um, if we just open our hearts to it, and be obedient, be willing to be flexible with it. We can see God do some mighty, we're seeing God do some mighty things I right now. I believe that. I believe that. Well, listen, I, I know that it's getting probably longer than a lot of people are prepared to listen. Uh, just a couple of things. I know you heard the dogs in the background. I don't need to hear that. I've told you before, we're not professionals here. We don't have a studio to hide in. We live in this house and the dogs live here too. And let me t- let me tell you, the ladies who live here, they listen to the dogs more than they listen to me. And so, <laughs> and so the dogs are going to be here. Um, but we, we are praying for, for God to do mighty things. You know, I think about the Facebook live streaming that people are doing. Yesterday in our drive-in church, we had a great crowd. At small, we're a smaller church right now, and so uh, for us to have a great crowd doesn't mean, you know, other churches might not call it a great crowd. But we've had over, since yesterday, over 600 people uh, working towards 700. Look at our, our Facebook live stream. I know y'all have had similar numbers, and I know other people and other pastors have, and they're reporting it. And so I believe, and I've told a lot of people this, and they, they really, I think it takes a while to get your head around it, but all the churches who are doing this, they never thought before about doing a, a Facebook live stream or, or whatever they do, YouTube channels some are doing, and all the things that people are doing. I think the gospel is going out more to people than ever before. I really believe that. In our country, I can't speak for worldwide. I live in, in our country, but I, from what I've seen, especially here in my little part of the world and the friends that I see, and I mentioned uh, last time I, I, I made a video that I've got friends in Florida and Gross State and various places, uh, Kentwood, obviously, uh, Baton Rouge and other places who are seeing great increase in their in their broadcasts and I, in their Facebook broadcasts. And I believe that's going to encourage them to continue that. And I do believe it's going to make some changes, but nothing will take the place of us sharing the gospel one-on-one with people yeah. We need to know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, really, Eric, I appreciate you being here today. Yes, sir. We're going Thank to end you. our time. If you don't mind, I'm just going to pray for us and pray for our country. Father, this evening, this morning, this afternoon, wherever it is, whenever it is that people are listening. But for me, Brother Eric, right here, right now, in this place, at this time, we come before you and ask you, Father, to bring deliverance, bring help and healing to our nation. Yes. Father, we read the headlines, we look at the stories, we hear the numbers. We realize there are a lot of people who need your healing hand placed upon them. We pray that you'll do that. We pray for those scientists and doctors and researchers trying to find a cure for this virus. We pray that you would open up the heart, mind, and understanding, guide their thought processes, Mm. that they'll go to the right, to the right things that they need to go to to find, find that cure. I pray for our churches in our country today, that they be emboldened with the power of God to preach the gospel in ways that's never been preached before. They would reach their communities and continue to do the things that change the world. Father, I know in our denomination, this is a time of year where we take up a mission offering for our country, for our nation. And Lord, how we need it. We need revival in this nation. Father, we need to see great things happen. I pray for our governmental leaders. I pray, Father, it'd be an end to playing political games. And Father, what we begin but a deep concern for our nation, for our country. For I believe, Father, that this is a city set on the hill. I believe this nation, that you have placed us where we are at this time to be a light to others. Yes, Yes, so many people are are dimming and trying to turn that light out. 
we rebuke that in the name of Jesus mm-hmm. and ask, Father, that you do great work. I pray for our local churches. I pray for Spring Creek Baptist Church. I pray for Brother Eric. I know he is leading in so many ways. I pray you'd strengthen him, bless him, and use him. And Father, I pray for his dear family. There will always be a special part of our heart. And I pray that you would bless them and minister to them. And today, I pray for our local churches. And pray, Father, for those who hear this broadcast. They remind them we cannot get our eyes off Jesus. And we better not let our hearts move off the need to reach young people. Doing what we can to focus them, I love that acronym, to focus them on what they need to focus on. Forgive us, Father, we fail thee. Yes. And Lord, it is in the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to remind you before we go, best way to contact us, dspreacherman at gmail.com, all lowercase. God bless you. I'm glad you were here.